I have a structured settlement and I need points. No. Call JG Pajot. It's seven seven points. I have an annuity, but I need points. No. Call JG Pajot. It's seven seven points. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We're your hosts today, TJ, Zach, and Raj. Hey there. Hey, hey, hey. So it's your week 25 preview. It is the fantasy finals for most of us, or the semis. Wherever you're at, man, we're here to shed some light on this crazy week. It's going to be a real heavy one on the heavy nights, light one on the light nights. But uh, let's get into it, man. So we're Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. You can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. You can join the Fantasy Hockey Discord. To get in on this playoff pool, Raj, you set the whole thing up. Why don't you tell us a thing or two about it? About as simple of a hockey pool as you could have. For the entire run of the playoffs, there's no moves, there's no draft, there's no nothing. Just pick basically your 20 players, that's your team for the playoffs, and see what happens. So, like I said, no trades, no moves, nothing to watch. You can just pick your team and, and away you go, free to join. And then we'll be doing some just updates, you know, as the playoffs kind of progress. Letting people know who's winning, who's losing. Talk a little smack to each other. Get at us either on Twitter or join the Discord. We got a channel set up for it there. We will be setting up a more traditional like draft type of pool as well. But either way, hit us up. Yeah, it's playoff pool season, and I think a lot of people are they have an appetite for that right now. So if you guys need one or are looking for one, we got one. So hop on in. If regular season fantasy hockey isn't frustrating enough, it's a blast though. It's like Austin Matthews goes out in the first round. Now what? Hey, hey, hey. He's scoring a goal a game at this point right now. He could single-handedly carry them. He got two more tonight, I think, didn't he? Yeah, 50 and 50. Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's looking like that over is going to hit, isn't it? I think it will, yeah. He scored like four or five goals since you asked that question. Probably another one since we've been talking about him. The season's winding down for us here at Five Hole. We're going to you know, finish out the regular season. And then as we do every single year, we take a watch the playoffs and we, we're not doing any podcasting. And then we come back strong right into our dynasty series where we're going to talk about uh, dynasty leagues, have a dynasty focus there, talk the prospects of the 2022 draft, uh, where, you know, landing spots, this, that, and the other thing. We bring on some really smart people in the prospect community, get their reads on how some of these kids are going to translate to fantasy and who we should gun after. Cause like, so last year Owen power goes number one, but the guys you're looking at are like William Eklund and uh, Mason McTavish, Kent Johnson. Those guys are the ones we're, we're really looking at for fantasy. So uh, let's get into storylines, news and notes and injuries and all that stuff. All I got for storylines is uh, Giroux got right wing. Now he's try eligible for anybody that was holding him. That's pretty rad uh, outside that. I don't know if there's any, like we already talked about Austin Matthews scoring a bunch of goals again. What else is going on? Is there anything like big? It feels like nothing really happened since our last show as far as uh, headlines. Buffalo keeps on kicking ass and taking names. Buffalo is kicking ass and taking names. St. Louis too. 
fucking. What did they say? Jeff fucking Skinner. Jeff Skinner. <laughs> Jeff Skinner. Gotta, gotta. <laughs> All right, so take it. Jeff Skinner has three points since we talked about. Uh, since we talked about them the other day, Victor Olofsson has two goals in two in in you know two more games since we talked about him the other day. Victor Olofsson's still looking good, man. Both those pickups would have been good, but fuck Jeff Skinner, man. Take us to uh, injuries. Do you want to do you want a, a bad news sandwich? You want some good news, some bad news, then some more good news. Whatever, whatever feels right for you. Let's sandwich that bitch up. Carey Price come back at the very end of the year. The very end of the year, you know, no strings attached kind of thing. They're, you know, they're not playing for anything. So really, this is just, you know, him getting some warm up time. But that is good news. You know, not even really as far as fantasy goes, but that's good news that Carey Price is back. And Jake Allen got hurt tonight. Yeah, Jake Allen did get hurt tonight. He he uh, left the game and did not come back. He might see some stars. But no, it, hockey's just uh, better having Carey Price in it. So. Good for you, man. Max Pacioretty also returning. I feel like this is probably the biggest return of all of them just because of, I don't know, I feel like they've been really kind of limping their way towards the end of the season, kind of much like the Carolina Hurricanes. The the Golden Knights are just kind of, you know, up and down, having a lot of scoring problems, and now they're getting a pure scorer back. They're going to get six, seven, eight shots on goal Max Pacioretty coming in and and throwing pucks on net. So that's good that he's coming back. I'm excited about that. We'll see how those lines really kind of shake up um, because I think that that's going to be the most interesting part. Yeah, he's on the third line with um, Stevenson and Janmark right now. And that's the thing. Do you you see that staying there? I don't know. I don't know, man. He could always switch Dadnov to the other side, but... I don't know. Maybe they're going depth at this point. They're trying. They have to. Jack Eichel needs a left winger. The only thing is those are two people that are really trying to shoot the puck a lot. Yeah, true. So you don't know if you don't know if they would work on a line. Wait and see, man. It's we don't have that kind of time in fantasy. No, and they've got a lot. I mean, Marsh or so shoots a ton as well. They got a lot of guys who like to shoot the puck. So, well, I mean, I want guys that like to shoot the puck. Yeah, but only one person gets to take a shot, and if everybody's wanting to do that, uh, I mean, it's just going to be a matter of, like you said, there's not a ton of time left for them or for fantasy for them to get things figured out here. And that's that's the one knock against Vegas is that they've done so much moving, plus their injuries moving everybody around. They're just, like, gelling is, is a problem. There's only 12 games left. So I'm a little uh, hesitant towards vegas the first round exit man if they do stick with that as the actual third line that being patch stevenson and jan mark you know that's two-thirds of what was earlier in the year your top line true enough yeah yeah exactly yeah so that's two-thirds of your top line that's playing on the third line against other third liners presumably that that could be a recipe for you know a way to kind of get patches you know still give him a good amount of time but, you know, it's all about who they're playing against. That that might really help. All right, moving on. Let's get this bad news out of the way. The rancid meat of the sandwich, which is Blake Wheeler. It's an undisclosed injury. He did not play yesterday. I didn't really see too much coming up. So we will have to keep an eye on him. 
considering they do have a damn good schedule for next week. You have Lake Wheeler, and uh, you know you might have even picked him up. You're going to want him out there. Uh, it looks like that is kind of up in the air right now. Joel Frisbee, he has the flu right now. They also have a pretty decent schedule in Philadelphia, so I like Joel Farabee. You guys already know that, that I, well, I like Joel Farabee a lot. But he has the flu right now. So that's, you know, I hate to hear about players having the flu because you don't want to see it going to other players on the team. But at the same time, you know that it's not a, you know, a long-term injury. That's one thing about, you know, when they, you know, usually if they're out with illness, they're going to be out a couple of days. They might miss a game or two, but you're going to have them back, uh, you know, fairly shortly. Jordan Carew um, was out with illness. He did not play yesterday, but TJ, luckily for you, he was back tonight. Um, So that is some good news. And did he get any of those six points that they have? You know, he get anything off of those six goals? Two assists, two shots. Yeah, doing okay. Not bad. Not bad, Jordan Carew. I like you. Finishing it up. Last one. Jeff Petrie. He came back tonight and got an assist. Four hits, three blocks, like decent stat line. Yeah, he had a he had a stat he had a stat line on him. He really did. Uh Jeff Petrie had a, a good game in coming back. What you gotta wonder though, uh, because we kind of were talking about this before we even went on air, is how this whole power play unit is gonna shake up. Is Jeff Petrie gonna, you know, hop back on that power play? Because right now, guys, they're running with five forwards. And those five forwards, so they so they have Gallagher, Dvorak. Nick Suzuki, Caulfield, and Hoffman. Now, you have to think that Suzuki, Caulfield, and Hoffman are autos. They're autos up there. If you slot Jeff Petrie back in, I would think that it would probably be Brendan Gallagher that gets moved down to the second power play unit because I'm thinking Dvorak is going to be up there for the faceoffs mainly. Do you see them sticking with those five forwards, or do you see them bringing Petrie? Well, they had Chris Weinman. Chris Weidman in the lineup. So I don't know why they were doing a five forward power play here. It's usually Weidman, Weidman's spot, but maybe it's not working. They wanted to shake things up. It wasn't working though. That's the thing. Uh, yeah. Even now, like Weidman got moved down to the second unit and Petra got nothing. I don't know. Well, it's his first game back. He, he, I mean, he played like 22 so minutes. talking about, you know, more moving forward. Play good time. I, I, would, guess, I would guess that Petrie is going to get a part of a power play. You know, I'm thinking he gets it right back next year. Hope so. Hopefully, you know, the Canadians are, are a different team next year. All right. So that was the sandwich we got to finish off with uh, with a good taste in our mouth uh, with, uh, you know, some players coming back. It's going to take us to the week breakdown. We talked about it being heavy on the heavies, light on the lights. There's only one game on Monday. It's Winnipeg and Montreal. Those two teams actually headline the, the streaming targets this week. Number one, they have that off night, and then they kind of follow suit the rest of the week. Tuesday's got 14, Wednesday's got 4, Thursday 12, Friday 2, Saturday 14, Sunday 6. So bringing us into the top tips of the week, these off nights, that's what you got to follow. Off nights are king this week, which you know leads me right into my second tip is just pitch your dead weight. Raj, Vancouver only plays twice this week, Tuesday and Thursday. If you've got your lineup set and you can do it without those Vancouver guys, the lower level ones, like I, I'm thinking Pedersen stays, Miller stays, I'm kind of on the fence about Hughes at this point. Who are you keeping? And Demko. I would keep Demko for those two games. But if it's your finals, like just Thursday, pitch them to the wind. They got to go. 
you're not using them for the rest of the year. So go for it. If it's your semis, check it out. Probably need them for the week following. But what do you think? Are you dropping like your your Bessers, your Horvats this week? Yeah, I think so. I mean, face-off leagues, Horvats worth keeping. He went, what, 17-0? 17-0 the other night. That was amazing. And two goals and an assist, too. What but, a night. Uh, he doesn't do that every night. But, yeah, for me, those are crazy moves to even consider. But, yeah, you got you to gotta cut, cut anybody at this point. Like, uh, you want to do a little bit of looking ahead to the following week in which Vancouver doesn't have a great schedule the following week either. So, so other than their true superstars, I would be, I would be cutting everybody on Vancouver and, and anybody else in a similar situation. Like you said, there's a few teams only play heavy nights and, and man, this is a really, really heavy and light disparity this week you know like like you said the the light nights are very light the heavy nights are very heavy so 14 games on tuesday it's ridiculous yeah and if you lose this week you don't get to play anymore until our playoff pool so so you got to do what you got to do right so make those calls i do feel like you're holding on to hughes though here i i mean at least i think i'm going to simply because of his position you know what I mean? He, it's not like I'm trying to fill some forward spots. Like I always have D spots open. For me, I'm still holding on to to Hughes just because he de- he's a defenseman. I know he's been cold. He's limited in games and he's limited in categories, right? Like he lights up assists and uh, power play points, like elite level, and then everything else is kind of blank. So yeah, but he ain't gonna get you hits. No, not even a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm on the fence there. And uh, there's 12 other teams that are playing only on these heavy, heavy, heavy nights, too. That's Vegas, Pittsburgh, Ottawa, Edmonton, Dallas, Chicago, Calgary, Carolina, Boston, Arizona, Washington, Tampa. That's a lot of players to jam into these nights trying to fit in. So, you know, same as we tell you every week, set your lineup for the whole week, see who's on your bench and pitch the dead weight. Yeah, and and Pittsburgh, man, they got a cramp schedule this week, and even next week they've got three late week games, all on heavy nights. So, anybody but the marquee players in Pittsburgh, I'm I'm getting rid of your Jeff Carter's, your like I'm keeping the top power play unit, and that's it. TJ, anybody but the marquee players on any team, I'm willing to get rid of right now. Oh yeah, because my my motto this week and you know next week is get to the next week at all costs. Apart from, you know, apart from dropping, you know, incredibly high, you know, your Austin Matthews and your keepers, you know, I am willing to drop damn near anybody except for, you know, your superstars on each team that you might have. I'm looking like they say Buffalo, for example, this week. They have four games played this week, one off night. Don't let the four games played fool you because it's going to be tough. Three of them are on heavy nights, and then next week they've got only two games. So really look into uh, games played, but games that are actually going to be played and not spent on the bench. Because yeah, man, the more I look at this this map of the next two weeks, it's it's pretty pretty shitty. This is not ideal. There's no such thing as a long term hold right now. So drop everybody uh, if you can afford to. Play your goalies early. That's my next tip here. If you have the luxury, don't question your goalie starts early. Stack up on volume. If your quality stats go down the drain, you got time to fix that later in the week, hopefully. I mean, the waiver wire isn't the best place to get quality stats, but you can at least try. And if not, just punt and go for quantity. Like if you're in a saves 
save percentage wins league, like that's volume. You can just stack saves and hope for wins and punt save percentage. So start your goalies early and drown them with with uh, volume. You guys got any tips for the week? Piggybacking on that a little bit. Take a look at your opponent. I mean, it's not you don't need to make a good season long team right now. Like if your opponent is heavy on goals or something like that or a particular stat, it it might be such that you want to punt a stat and just load up on others, right? Like in just just as an example, you might be able to use a bunch of ads and just absolutely win blocks, win hits. And win your goalie stats and not even pay attention to goals. Just depending on what your opponent's got, look at what you've got and uh, what's on the roster. But this is like even more than normal, consider punting entire categories and maybe loading up on others in a categories league. Looking at your own team and being honest with thyself. Exactly. So players meeting. Quinn Hughes is not going to not going to hit no matter how much I love him. (laughs) And again, if you're in a points league, I, I think goalies, you know, all the more reason unless your scoring is like really unforgiving to bad goalie starts. Like if you go minus six or something, I don't know your scoring, but if if goalies are hard, maybe don't play them. But, uh, you know, if, if you got a good goalie, like I, people last week were, were asking, like, should I start Vasilevsky, you know, against blah, blah, blah. We don't think that about any other first round pick. So I think that just the the fact that that question was asked, I'm not taking Vasilevsky in the first round ever again, because you should not have to think about like whether or not you start your first round pick. We don't think that about McDavid. Oh, am I going to play him? Yeah, it's a plug and play. You start your studs, no matter what happens. Like you're, you know, guys that have done nothing but right all year, play them. Even like you know Demko's and and Markstroms and Soros, like. These guys are good more often than not. So you got to start your studs. Yeah, and that's my only my only knock on categories league save percentage. That's the only thing. Like I, I do like save percentage as a stat, but that's the only downside to it is it does invite just the, the strategy of not playing goalies if they have one good game. And we've talked about this every season for the last decade of, of fantasy hockey. There's no real way to make it perfect, but that's the one downside to that for sure is it kind of incentivizes not playing. Which Strategy, my man. All right, so teams to target. We had Montreal and Winnipeg at the top. Number one, if Cole Caulfield's out there, that's the guy I'm going for. Points leagues, Cats league, don't give a shit. He's the guy. Who else you guys like? Next next up next up for me though like if it I think for all of us number 1 is going to be Cole Caulfield and and I get that. You know, your Nick Suzuki is too highly owned. I mean, he's available in like 22 23% of leagues or something like that. But Cole Caulfield is the guy. Other than him, I think you're looking at either Rem Pitlick, Rem Pitlick or Josh Anderson. Yeah. Um I always kind of like Josh Anderson. He takes a ton of shots. He obviously gets a ton of hits, and he can get points. Super available. You know, I'm pretty sure he has a, he has a point or two tonight, but like he is just even keel throughout the stat sheet, um, and that's what you're going to get from Josh Anderson. Rem Pitlick, I think, has a little more chance to get points just because he is on that line with Caulfield and Suzuki, but dude has gone fucking like zero dark zero in shots in the last two games, so... I'm still worried about that, but you know he's still get you know he's still getting an assist or two. I believe he had one assist on in the last game. It wasn't on the power play, but it wasn't even strength. 
And I believe it was Caulfield's goal that he had the assist on. Yeah, uh, I like those two guys as well. Josh Anderson, he's like, he's either really, really hot or really, really cold, but he's never doing nothing. Like even tonight, no points. He still had four shots, three hits, two blocks. So mm-hmm. he's, he's getting you a little bit of something. Uh, so, you know, if, if your points league counts that, fine. Uh, but if you're in a categories league, I think I like Josh Anderson a little more. Where do you rank Jeff Petrie with these guys? Above those two forwards or below? I'm confident in Petrie. I'd kind of put him probably in between. I think Caulfield's number one. I'd put Petrie probably next. Yeah, that's what I mean, like above Anderson and Pitlick. So for me, I, I might like Petrie there too. You know, he's back in action, and he was really hot before he was going out uh, the last two weeks he was hurt. So, you know, I think maybe there's still a little something there. They gave him like 21 minutes tonight. I had Remlick Pitlick here too. He's 1%, so he is available in your league. Mm-hmm. He's triple eligible. I got David Savard to close it out just for hits and blocks. Oh, and, and uh, Brendan Gallagher. What do you guys think about him? Like, if, if we had to rank him up against the rest of these uh, these Habs. I like Anderson and Pitlick over... Gallagher right now. Hmm. Not in love with Gallagher. I mean, I honestly forgot he was a hockey player, but he's got right? five points in the last three games since coming back. So he's he's got a couple hits a game. And a couple of shots game. I feel like he's in there. I feel like he's useful, definitely. Schedule permitting, which they have, you know, one of the few good schedules. I think he's worth it. He does bring you a little bit of everything. He doesn't seem to be like the crazy shooter that he used to be, but goals, assists, shots, hits so far since he's been back. So I did go for it. Yeah, I think he's fine. I think he's an option. Um, you know, if you're going for a week-long hold, these are the guys you want to look at here. Uh, on the other side, Winnipeg. We talked about them in the weekend preview. Zach was astute enough to know that he was, what, they were playing five or six off nights in a row. Oh, yeah. So this Five off nights in a row. This week is like, this week finishes it out. I mean, Paul Stasny, Josh Morrissey were a couple of guys that we were talking about. Still am. Um, I think still they still am. hold true. Yeah. Uh, Stasny, line one, power play two. Josh Morrissey is hitting a bunch lately, shooting a bunch lately. He's uh, QB one on the power play. Any other options here? Like Evgeny Svechnikov took over that void left by Wheeler. He's a top six option at this point. Does he tickle your fancy? Not in a standard league. Not in the standard. Yeah, for me, it's still those two guys. It's still obviously Josh Morrissey, you know, horses out front, like way ahead, just in his last game. One assist, three shots on goal, three hits, two blocks. You know what I mean? That's a stat line. He's throwing it around all over the place. He is doing a little bit of everything. Um, So I'm really liking Josh Morrissey right now. And I, you know, suggested Paul Stasny. And in his last game, Two assists in his last game, one of which was on the power play, which he is on that top power play right now. So you you gotta you gotta like that. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not sure what happened here, but Kyle Connor just kind of like he's got zero points. I know he was out for a couple of games, but he has zero points in the last three. Drop him. <laughs> zero points in the last three games. So we'll see what happens there obviously you're not going to drop him he's been hanging out with pld too much shit no kidding ehlers on the other hand is is back we totally overlooked uh mike hoffman was that on purpose in montreal uh, i was for me yeah, i don't he's too risky for a uh, playoff week for me yeah and he's so uh, the thing about mike hoffman is you want to talk about boom or bust like that is boom or bust it is 
power play goal or fucking nothing. Yeah, and the Montreal power play. Like, are you, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they're. I mean, they're going up against. They're going up against pretty tough teams. Like, I like the Winnipeg side because they got Montreal, Seattle, Florida, then Tampa. So the front half is really nice, and then you know on the other side you got Montreal is up against Winnipeg, obviously. And then Columbus, the Islanders, and the Capitals. You know, Islanders not having the best season, but their defense still holds true. And Washington, I mean, they can hold their own. But I don't know. I think I like the Winnipeg side a little bit more. Yeah. And Josh Morrissey's up there. I got guys like Adam Lowry, Logan Stanley, Brennan Dillon, all kind of like just peripheral plugs if you're in a Cats league. That's Those are guys I'd go for there. All right, that's going to bring us to the Tier 2 options. Florida, New York, Islanders, Columbus Blue Jackets, Philly. Uh, Philly's got two back-to-backs, so I threw Martin Jones in here. I don't want to speak for you guys, but I think Martin Jones is a play. Maybe not a good play, but he's a play this week for saves. Yeah, <laughs> he's an option. We're not saying he's a good option. I'll agree with that if you put it that way. So, you know, the first back-to-back is the Capitals and the New York Rangers. I'm steering clear of that one. But then you got a home-and-home against Buffalo to end the week. Buffalo's playing awesome right now. I know. Buffalo's going to score like six goals. <laughs> on Martin Jones. Oh, God. Yeah, that's not... I'd be pulling the rest of my hair out on Sunday for that one, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's tough. But I threw him out there because Philly does have these two back-to-backs. What are some other options here in Philly? I mean, let's let's assume that Joel Farabee is back. How, how much do you like him this week? Joel Farabee would be my number one. He always is for me. He's 18% owned. If he comes back from being sick, he's the pickup. Yeah, offensively, I'd have to say so. I mean, Risto, 32% is available and uh, as reliable of a peripheral guy as there is. Will so, get perifs. Uh, if if you're in the market for that, especially two off nights? Yeah. So loading up on some extra peripherals on the off nights, that's that's not a bad idea. So I'd go with Risto as well. How do you guys feel about Owen Tippett? Um, I'm actually starting to come around on on Owen Tippett. He does not look bad. Like, he, he really does. It's not that he looked bad before, and I didn't like him before, but he is getting more prominent playing time. I mean, that's for sure. He's not going to be a, a bottom six forward like he was in Florida. So I, I, I am kind of in on Tippett in the orange and black. I mean, he's taking shots, and he's looking good doing it. Yeah, he's hitting, too. Um, 1% too, by the 1%. way. 1%. He's, he's available. Right wing only. Uh, you know, one day stream. I like that option. Like, I don't think Philly has any long-term holds. Maybe Risto, like we were saying, if you just got to chug along on on peripherals. But when I get to Florida, man, like there's there's guys that are doing periphery yeah, and that's true. offense at the same time. So it's hard. And by the way, Kevin, Kevin Hayes is still going at it strong. Oh, yeah, he is. He is. He's like... He's the best player on that team right now. You know, him and Fair. Yeah. Really holding their own. And last four games, 17 shots on goal. Four game point streak, too, by the way. Have at it. Have yourself a season, man. So let's let's hop over to Florida at this point. Have yourself a 13 game season, man. Uh I want to talk about Gustav Forsling, because we brought him up like six episodes ago, and he uh has not been disappointing in the least bit at this point. So Gustav Forsling, still want to talk about him a little bit. He's uh he's got a lot of points lately. Another point tonight. I think he's got like seven points in his last nine or something. He's he's shooting a lot over the last two weeks. He's second on the team in shots. He's got as many shots as Sam Bennett. I like Gustav Forsling. He's a de- fucking defenseman. 
Yeah. Uh, whenever he's playing on that top pairing with with Weegs, he's he looks really good. So Forsling, somebody that uh, at twenty eight percent rostered, some of the people are catching on. But man, if if you need a D spot, if you're thinking like, hey, can I get rid of uh, Quinn Hughes for his two games this week and sub out like a Gustav Forsling? I might do that. Yep. I might actually do that. Four games, you're getting twice as many games from a Gustav Forsling as you are Quinn Hughes, and a little bit of periphery, not a ton, uh, really not same, a ton. Same, same. Like, he'll, he'll block a shot. Probably more than you're going to get from Hughes. And he's and he's taken a he's taken a Quinn Hughes amount of shots on goal. You know, he's getting more points. Florida as just as a team, like God. Just god damn it. Like look at their past bunch of games. Unreal. Four goals, four goals, seven, five, seven, four, seven. Like they are just scoring so many goals. Uh you can look at their top probably ten play of ten to twelve fantasy relevant players in Florida right now. Not counting their their goalies. Like I mean, even Sherratt right now, he got seven blocks tonight. You know, like they have a crazy amount of players who hit a lot as well. Yeah, Sherrod being one of them. Yeah, you can you can get a lot out of Florida, and like you're saying there, like that, this is the time where season long I wouldn't be thinking about Forsling for Hughes, but right now that's a absolutely smart move to make. And their top six is owned is the thing. Their top six is oh, so yeah. owned. So if you're looking for offense, like. Getting it from a Gustav Forest Lane on defense where you're getting a ton of shots house where you're money. not thinking that you're going to get exactly house money where you're not, you know, automatically just banking on shots on goal and points from a defenseman and you're getting it on top of some hits and blocks. That's where it comes from. Um, you know, really trying to find offense there is kind of hard outside that top six. I mean, hell, even Sam Reinhardt is incredibly owned. You're more looking at it like an Anton Lundell, who's not playing poorly right now. He's he's shooting, you know, kind of up and down, um, but also, you know, very capable of getting points. I think uh, just go check is worth it on Duclair and Verhage. Duclair 64, Verhage 55. Uh, worth a look. Like, look at their schedule, though. I think this is a... This team is a play for the weekend. So this is we're going to talk about them a lot more come the weekend preview because they only have one game in that first half of the week, and then they got the Friday-Sunday. Just can't help but be intrigued here. With how shitty Bobrovsky is playing, how many games out of these three do you think Spencer Knight gets? Like Spencer Knight's not playing that well either. His last four starts, he's got an 888. But when you put Sergei Bobrovsky's 861 up next to it in the last two weeks, it starts to look good. Yeah, they're scoring their way out of a lot of a lot of issues in net right now, but I mean, which is going to be a problem in the playoffs. Yeah, he got the uh, nine sixty uh, win, saved twenty four out of twenty five tonight against Nashville. He started four out of the last five, so yeah, I'm. It seems like they're they're going with him. I wonder if you can talk Edmonton into Bobrovsky. Uh, okay, so Mason Marchment, does he, like you say, your league is getting deeper at this point. How much do you like Mason Marchment? 22% rostered. I don't hate it. He just hasn't, you know, he did kind of, he did definitely cool down when they started moving him back down the lineup. So, I mean, he doesn't have any points in his last couple of games. The shots kind of dried up, which kind of sucked because he was shooting a fuck ton. Now, the last two games, he has zero shots on goal. 
Yeah, he's got one shot in the last three games. It looks like so. I'm I'm out on him. I, That's including today, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather have someone getting minutes on a shittier team. I think at that point. All right, let's uh, let's go over to the New York Islanders. They got four games this week, two off nights in the later half of the week, two games against Pittsburgh. Those games are always a lot of fun. They get a little loose. Who are the best options here in uh, on the island? I, I have my hand raised. Mr. Vogel. Who is JGP? Yeah, that's the answer. I know. It really is. He's on a fucking heater right now. He's a heater right now. Yeah, he is. JG Peter. He is uh what he has goals in three games straight uh that before today so far um they're getting their asses kicked um right now so he doesn't have a goal in this game but three games prior to this he has a goal um and a hat trick one of those games he had a fucking hat trick yeah he so did he has five goals and and one assist in the past three games that is downright fucking decent and he's only thirty percent owned that is a very JGP thing to do yeah. But that's when I want to pick you up, JGP, when you're just on a heater out of nowhere. Yes, that's when I want to pick you up. Three out of his last six games. Three out of his last six games, he's got five hits. I was just going to say that, too. And then he's got a couple of four hitters in there as well. So he's... Yeah, he's uh, he's feeling it. He's feeling it. Go, JGP. Um, And then, uh, you know, I'll also throw a Brock Nelson out there. Actually, more highly owned Brock Nelson at 46%. Um, I'm not in love with him, um, but, you know, he's doing okay. I would go out for, you know, a couple of drinks with Brock Nelson, just see where things go, you know? What do you think about uh, old Ryan Poops? Poop blocker? Nah, I don't know. Those peripherals. Those peripherals are looking good. Been blocking up a stone. Yeah, and you figure he's going up against the Penguins twice and then Toronto. Like, there's going to be blocks. For a peripheral guy, for sure. I like Palmieri. He's actually been continuing to play pretty well so let's let's tie a bow on everything we've talked about josh morrissey we've talked about jeff petrie we've talked about gustav forsling ben Sherratt, and now ryan pulak how do we rank these five defensemen i think it's a toss-up between forsling and morrissey probably i have morrissey first then i have forsling you have to stop pushing this agenda with ryan pulak you you got you gotta stop you gotta stop so is he five out of five for you? Um, he might be the last one because honestly, I have Jeff Petrie probably ahead of him because I'm just not in love with with Pulak. And then who who was our fourth or who was our fifth? Ben Sherratt. Oh Jesus, I don't know if I have Ben Sherratt above him. I guess I have Ben Sherratt last. I like uh, Morrissey just because of the games. Yeah, the off nights. I like Petrie because of the games as well. I. Morrissey's just been, I hate him, but he's been playing pretty well, pretty consistently. Both of those guys have the extra off nights, so I think you got to give it to the Dem. Uh, and then uh, I think then the Florida pair, uh, if you need offense, Forsling's the guy, and if you need the peripherals, Shirts the guy. And I just, yeah, fuck, I don't want an Islanders defenseman unless you're hurting for blocks. Yeah, I mean, I'll say that at least if you're picking up an Islanders defenseman, they play defense the entire game. So, All right, over in Columbus, I got another defenseman to add to the mix, and it's Vladislav Gavrikov. That's my guy. How are you going to steal my guy? That's my guy. So he's got five points in his last seven games. He's got 12 hits, 12 blocks each, 18 shots in there. Man, that is... uh, 
that just seems lucky. I don't know if I'm putting my championship week in the hands of Vladdy Gavi. But man, I you know, they have they have two off nights, only three games, so it's, you know, I don't mind Oliver Bjorkstrand here, but I wanted to give Gavrikov his uh moment. What about Jack Ro- what about Jack Roslovic? Jack Roslovic has two goals so far tonight. I just I just don't trust the Jackets. I really don't want to pick up anybody from the Jackets, but we have him on our list, so I had to, you know, find someone. I do like Gavrikov, though. That's my guy. Yeah, they're just, they're so bad. I think, yeah, for me, it's it's Bjorkstrand or bust. You know, that's a daily stream for me is is the Bjorkstrand thing. He's on line three, which is weird. Shooting up a storm, only one goal in his last seven. Hopefully that starts the bounce right. Jack Roslovic has a fucking hat trick. Oh, what a, what about it? All right, we've talked Columbus, New York Islanders. Uh, we we talked Philly. Is there anybody else like all of these teams that I'm about to bring up? These tier three options here uh, have three heavy nights, but then they play Sunday. So it seems like this is perfect suited for the uh, for the weekend preview. But that's Buffalo, Detroit, Minnesota, Nashville, San Jose, St. Louis, and Toronto. From here, if you have forward room. You know, on these heavy nights, I'm looking at Jeff Skinner, Ryan Johansson, Rob Thomas, Michael Bunting, if he's out there, and Ryan Johansson. You know what I wanted to say just to piss some people off because I'm dickhead number one on on Zach's new podcast, um, Mason Marchment. When I was looking at him, he's almost got the same amount of points as uh, as Michael Bunting this year. And he's got less games played in the NHL. Just wanted to throw that out there. He went on that really, really good little stretch there. That's what happened. Then they moved him down, back down to the third line. It's just a list of people who are going to lose to Mo Sider, anyways. I know. Yeah, we had a we had a huge like you know Calder conversation in the Discord, and I had my thoughts about bunting. It's got to be Sider, but for me personally, I have Zegras and Raymond ahead. You know, you put Zegras on the top line in fucking Toronto. How many points does Zegers have? More or less than Michael Bunting? <laughs> Come on. God, could you imagine Marner, Matthews, and Zegers? I know. My balls are getting wet just thinking <laughs> about it. It's crazy. <laughs> put Raymond up there, like, and then, you know, conversely, like, put Bunting in Anaheim. See how he does. See how many fucking lacrosse goals. He's got two of the goal of the year candidates, and he's got the assist of the year candidate, Zegers. I don't know. Not candidate. He has the assist of the year, hands down. They're, and if, goal of if, the year. If probably. anybody, if they don't, you know, if that isn't the assist of the year, then I'm over it. Fucking up. You're fucking up. Yeah, that's that's goal of the decade, man. Cider, Zegras, Raymond. That's my top three for Calder. But I'm not voting. Bunting being the top five. Don't get me wrong. But playing his hundredth NHL game pretty soon. Do take that into account. He's drafted in 2014. Anyway. Uh, still talking about Jeff Skinner for a week-long hold if you got room on these heavy nights. Alex Tuck, Ryan Johansson, Rob Thomas, Michael Bunting, all these guys, Like if you have that room, I think are good plays for offense. I'm into it. And I, I'm sure we'll talk about them more. Yeah. Uh, goalie streams, you guys got anything worth talking about outside of Martin Jones? <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll talk early week. Uh, LA's got a back-to-back against Chicago and Colorado. I like that Chicago game, the New York Rangers. I'm never touching Georgiev ever. 
Uh, Seattle, no thanks. What about like Frank Hughes against uh, either LA or New Jersey? I mean, I would be fine with I would be fine with either one. Obviously, I would take that. Both those teams can put up six goals, though. I don't know. I don't. I don't mind LA versus Chicago. Like Peterson's getting more games lately, so I, I imagine they would put him up against uh, Colorado. It'll probably be quick against Chicago on Tuesday. If you're looking for goalie streams, I think that's one way to stack up on saves. Probably get a win too. Oh, Detroit's got a rough back to back. The end of the week. Yeah, I'm not touching that. Those end of the week back to back. No, thank. We can touch those in the uh, weekend preview for sure. That's it. Week 25 in the books. That's the week preview here from Five Hole. You guys can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. You can hop in the Fantasy Hockey Discord if you want to talk more about it, or join the Fantasy Hockey uh, Playoff Pool that Roger's running. It's going to be fun. Uh, get in on it. Oh man, I'm just. Uh crossing my fingers see if i make it to next week in all these leagues yeah man good luck thanks for listening see us love you love you love you